0: It's the ninth of August on TheConstantInvestor.com. dot com. I'm Buffy Gorilla, and I'm speaking with John Ackerman. John, tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, Buffy, I'm a I'm a doctor, a semi retired doctor. Uh, oh, that's one things. I'm married, I have a child. That is no longer a child. He's turning twenty one in December, and he's at lives at uni these days. Um, I was a sports medicine doctor, but these days are just a bit of surgical assistance.
0: So when you say semi-retired, tell me a little bit more about how your week breaks down.
1: Oh, I well, like most weeks I only work about a day or a day and a half.
0: Well, that sounds good. T-
1: t- 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 two, or three, two or three operating lists a week.
0: And what's your favorite joint or bone to operate on?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, mostly my, my experience is doing with lower limbs, so knees in particular. Um, hip, hips and feet come into it a bit Don't haven't done a lot of uh, other sort of surgery, it's only orthopedic
0: Okay, and what's your one tip for people to ensure that their hips and knees maintain their level of flexibility and stability as we grow older
1: Don't get fat <laughs> Good statistically, that pretty Statistically, it pretty much comes down to that of all the things you can do, not getting overweight is the biggest one.
0: And what's the threshold in terms of weight? I'm just thinking about myself well,
1: here. I, <laughs> I'm not sure I can tell you that. Hopefully it's a kilo more than I am, but uh, I don't think it is actually. Um, no, I think I, – I don't, I, I don't, I, I'm not familiar enough with the studies to tell you that, uh, but there's no question that the co- there's a very big correlation between needing you know, hip and knee replacements in later life and being overweight in middle age.
0: Well, let's now transition awkwardly to your hopefully fat <laughs> investment portfolio. <laughs> Tell well, me a little bit so about the, how you got started with investing.
1: Well, I just have the quickest way to get a hundred million dollars to start with two hundred, don't they? Um, my tips. I'm not saying. I'm not saying I've got a hundred million dollars by the way. Um, I think my accountant would. Uh, laugh hollowly if he heard I was being, invested, being uh, consulted as an investment guru. Um, what would you like to know? I guess I started my first investment really was when I got a letter from Paul Hogan advocating his Lightning Jack Film Trust in the early 1990s.
0: Paul Hogan of remember, Crocodile the Dundee yeah. fame.
1: So, so Crocodile Dundee did very well. And the next thing, in those days, everyone was trying to start tax-effective film investment Trusts, and he came up with one called the Lightning Jack Film Trust, which was along the same lines as Crocodile Dundee. And they sent, I think somehow I heard about it. I had a lazy $3,000 lying around, so I invested it. And in those days, not knowing anything about it, not um, being uh, investment aware, I bought my 3,000 shares and ignored them and carried on with life. And then some possibly... Six, nine, twelve months later, I, I checked the share price on the paper and saw that it had gone to a dollar seventy-five from a dollar. So I thought I made the completely logical decision. Well, that's enough, and I sold them. And two days later, the share price I think hit a peak at dollar seventy-seven and plunged as some other, some news factor or other came out, and I basically got out at the top. So clearly, that made me an expert investor. <laughs> Who knew that, that was not, Paul Hogan was when... a good start in life. <laughs> If you're going to start being a good investor, I think you want to have your losses early. So, you know, investing is not that easy. Um, and uh, you know, since then I've uh, I've done all sorts of different things, uh, including doing a graduate diploma in applied finance some 20 years ago when I was at home looking after my newborn son. For a couple of years, I did a did the uh, Security Institute course, which gave me a little dangerous knowledge. <laughs>
0: And how have those courses fed into your investment strategy?
1: Well, I think I think one thing they do is um, give you the misapprehension that you know what you're doing. <laughs> um, and look, okay, I guess over the years, I think I've learnt that. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm by nature a contrarian, a contrarian investor, and if you're going to be a contrarian investor, you have to be very patient. And I think I've learned over the years that you know, what ha- what's been happening for the past few years is likely to be what's happening for the next, at least the next few months, if not a few years. So, in other words, the trend is your friend. And I think trying to pick inflection points in investment trends is uh, well, not impossible. <laughs> so, you're, if you're going to buy it, be a contrarian, you have to be patient. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not patient enough. Um,
0: so, how often are you so, out there buying and selling? Are you.
1: Well, I go through periods, and I certainly, I mean, there, there are periods where, well, there, there's been one or two periods where I've been out of the market, um, and that's you. Both, in both occasions I did that, was in fact a wise decision. The market went backwards and I made more money on my turn deposits than I would have made if I'd been in the market. The trouble is when I go back in the market, I tend to try to hit home runs instead of taking my steady returns, so... Um, i have have done quite a bit of investing in resources stocks and that's um, always dangerous um uh, I, look I guess I started investing because I felt that you know if I had somebody to invest uh I didn't want to pay someone else to just buy banks and b h p for me and The trouble with that is that I didn't then go out and buy banks and b h p myself <laughs> <laughs> so I, mean, I if I had lessons. That's what I'd learn. I would say that uh, you need to have, if you're going to buy something, you need to have a clear valuation methodology of some sort. Even as much as saying, well, it seems to be in an industry that's out of favour at the moment, Uh, and you need to have a clear reason for staying in it or a clear, a clear selling uh decision maker for you so if you buy if you buy a resource stock because a certain project is looking promising if the project out not to be promising, then that's probably the time to be selling mm. rather rather than being you know, there's several times i mean small resource stocks are uh, like whatever the mythical creature is a bit like the phoenix perhaps <laughs> uh, you know they pop up with a new project next week it always sounds very promising, but uh the fact that you s- still hold. The company at that point doesn't mean you have to necessarily buy into the new, the new argument. Um, and yeah.
0: And so, do you get involved in healthcare? Being that you are a healthcare professional, do you find that that's a little a- bit? A
1: little bit. I've, I've. Uh, I've Made Alan's classic mistake of, uh, I think he says that uh, in, in, um, conviction investing is for experts and, and I don't think he's the term idiot, but I think that's. <laughs> um, and in healthcare, I think I've been a bit of both. Um, I've certainly, I mean, I've got a stock in the portfolio at the moment that I sort of bought initially because it seemed to me that I read an announcement and they sent to me to have discovered the cure for cancer. Now, I still think they possibly have, so they just haven't progressed very fast, uh, but I'm being patient for once. Yeah.
0: And which stock is that? Can you share it with our curious
1: oh, well, it's, investors? It's, it's, it's a, well, if it's, it's a appropriate, it's called it's, uh ASX ticker is CDY. But, but its main claim to fame at the moment is it has a second business, which is also seems quite, I mean, they seem to, again, looking at the science, they seem to have uh, a, a cure for baldness, you know, male, female, whatever, that actually has some scientific basis for it and actually works. So they, they, their current strategy is, I mean, that's just they're almost revenue neutral at the moment with that. And so they they kind of mm-hmm. currently uh, just started selling that in the U.S. and I think China's sort of next on the list. Um, and that's not why I bought the stock. But again, it seems, and I'm not uh, breaking my first rule by I think I think the, I think the first, my first reason for buying the stock still applies. But this is an additional reason they would seem to be able to fund their research in cancer and other areas through the health the uh, the hair hair loss and hair growth business.
0: Wow, I think if they actually can cure it, I feel like you could be onto a, a real winner there. Better than Paul Hogan well, perhaps.
1: Well that's right. Well I would have thought I was but as I said, it's it's basically in the last three years it's kinda of gone nowhere. Mm. Um, but in terms of the share price, I think from a business point of view, I think uh there's a strong argument for saying it's being um Hitting all its goals, but um, you never know with their stocks uh, what sort of their past history is, and why, and why perhaps they, or perhaps there's someone in management it's it's regarded uh, poorly by the investment community, or whatever. So uh, some stocks seem to require to kick a lot more goals before they get recognised, than others do. Mm.
0: And so um, you mentioned you have an accountant. Do you have any other people that you bounce your investment ideas off of, or a possible a mentor Mm -hmm. in your past?
1: No, nah, look, I, I'd say look, if, there, if there's a mentor, it would either be you know, Peter Lynch's books um, or, or the fact that I did the, the, the Security Institute course, which certainly you know, taught me some things. But uh, I, I do suspect that if you're not actually in the industry, you, you tend to be sort of last cab off the rank all the time. So you're always kind of missing, missing the, the boats.
0: And is your son getting involved in investing? Have you passed on any lessons to him? Uh,
1: well, I'm doing better with his portfolio than I do with my own. Isn't it? Um, he's, he's doing commerce, uh, and he certainly is. I mean, Alan Cole is one of his heroes. <laughs> Don't tell Alan that. He doesn't need to hear that. Um, um, like when, you know, when Alan appears on the ABC News, we all sort of huddle around to see what particular piece of wry humour he's going to pass on to us this time. Um, but, yeah, he's doing commerce at Sydney Uni, and he's in his third year, and he's you know, doing finance and accounting and is looking around for uh, internships in that area, et cetera. I haven't asked Alan about that because he's, he's in Melbourne and we're up here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds
0: like you could get something into the Facebook Live question for asking.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm a Facebook abstainer by, by conviction, so I, I'm impressed that Alan's adopting the technology, but I, I don't get involved in,
0: <laughs> in Facebook. <laughs> so what's your investment goal, John? What, what do you hope to do with this wealth that you might be accumulating?
1: Uh, well, it's, it's for retirement. I mean, and it, I mean, I think um, that's kind of covered. But I mean, the, I think I probably have enough to my needs now, but I can always find a use for some more.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you have uh, what would you like to do in your retirement?
1: Well, my, uh, I like my current how I f- try to fill in the time, when I'm not working now which isn't very much as i said is uh what i like doing is throwing the kayak on top of the car and going away for road trips for a few days around new south wales fishing and just generally soaking up a bit of the bush and that's kind of really what i'd like to do more of when i retire
0: well i hope that you're able to john that would be great thank you so much (laughs) for your time i really appreciate it
1: i'm not sure how useful that was but thank you
0: for yours. (laughs) It was great. This is Buffy Gorilla on the constantinvestor.com. And I've been speaking with curious investor, John Ackerman. And if you would like to share your curious investor story, please contact us at hello at the